Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. Visualization plays a major role in the progress of technique to a skier. Listen as the boys chat through their approaches to this concept. Any place that you don't understand, it's a, it's a black hole. And so what yeah. we really, what, what we got to do first is to, if you can't visualize it, we can't do it on the water. Um, so one of the greatest tools that we have nowadays that, that I didn't, you and I didn't have growing up very much at all is the, the internet and YouTube and um, mm-hmm. being able to go and, and actually watch skiers doing, doing things properly. So, um, you know, getting out there and being able to pick, pick some skiers that you love to watch, you know, I mean, for me, I, I think maybe people should look at, uh, they should look at if you're a right foot forward skier, maybe picking some right foot forward, uh, skiers to go and, and search out on YouTube and, and really watch, watch them ski, you know, like, you know, pops in my mind right off the bat. You know, I love watching, uh, Corey Vaughn ski. The guy is so light on his ski and he's so dynamic in his motions and he's never in a rush, you know? So there's just so many other skiers. I was watching, uh, uh, some footage of, um, Freddie Winter from 2016 the other day, he was at Bennett's Bennett's and he ran 41 all three rounds, you know, and they have a, there's a video there that I found, you know, so you can stumble across so much stuff. And when I watch these skiers ski, I just get, I get to see what I want to do. And now you and I are a little bit different in that we're pros. So, you know, we already have this kind of, I mean, basically all pros have this, 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 uh, ingrained, things that, 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 that cause you success. And Mm -hmm. so for you and I, I mean, it's not quite as important, but it's funny because I find myself watching tons of of ski videos. I I do too. I do. I do too. And you know, it's funny as soon as you, as soon as, uh, as soon as you started talking about this, uh, I was taken back to probably, uh, man, I'm going to say 2009, you would have been there. Remember when we had that first Mastercraft pro event at, um, at um, Lyman Land mm-hmm. in, in in Alabama, yep. so I, I remember before the qualifying round, this I was sitting in my truck with my um, big heavy Mac MacBook. It was like an old old MacBook, one of those big heavy white ones. Anyway, I'm watching Jamie Bushane, um from I, and I can't remember which video it was from some DVD, but I'm I mean I'm I'm going to be skiing in 40 minutes, and I'm sitting there watching it, and and. So I guess, you know, it just took me back and I'm like, ah, that's so crazy. You're talking about this now. And, um, all of a sudden I'm sitting in my truck in 2009 again, but I, I think watching video and watching it through the appropriate lens is really, really important. And we'll, we'll get into that. But because for me, you know, with my style and the way I ski, it would seem like, why, why would you watch Bo Shane? Like, you know, here's the, the most athletic, the most dynamic skier to ever do it. And, and it's, and it's, you know, his approach and my approach couldn't have been more different, you know, because, you know, I'm not the athlete he is. There's certain things I'm not capable of doing, but my point is I would watch him because his core handle connection, like from center line through even into and through the reach, there was no movement in terms of where the load was being directed in relation to his body, his hips. Mm -hmm. And, and I would just watch that and just, and, and I would take that with me. I'd get on the water and I could feel that. So, so, you know, watching, you know, a lefty versus a righty, that, that can be really important, but, but watching it through, through the lens, uh, through the appropriate lens, because you watch, you know, you know, you hop on Rossi's 
Instagram page and watch him run 39 and you're and like, well, you can, you could, you could say, well, that doesn't apply to me. I mean, look, look what's going on, but like pick an aspect, you know, pick an aspect that you, that you really appreciate about someone skiing or, or, you know, or, or, or an aspect that you want to be better at in your own skiing and just, just concentrate on that. So if that's handle position, cool. If it's like, you know, if it's, if it's balance over your feet, like if you want, or, 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 or minimal movement, just, you know, watch through a lens that you want to apply to yourself. And then I like to watch as many different skiers as possible and see how they differ and see how they're the same in that regard. I mean, that, that is, that, that's spot on, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that it's so nice to have as a tool, you know, you go out in the water and you can make, you know, let's say on an, on an average day, you know, you can make two sets of six passes, or you can make a couple of free ski runs and then, and then you're blown out and, and your body physically cannot do what you want it to do and be able to get the result you want to get. Mm -hmm. So the way I look at the way I look at watching videos is like, it's a free way to go skiing without even getting on the water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Getting better, you know, because again, like, you know, we've talked about this plenty. It's been, it's been said to death. I mean, the nature of this sport, excuse me, is that it's so taxing. Um, and it's of such high intensity that, you know, your, your actual minutes on the water, your available minutes or your available productive minutes. We're not talking hours, even how many minutes a week can you, you know, be on the water? Um, it's not a lot. So this goes back to gym. This goes back to, you know, mental preparedness and, and, and video analysis is, is, is a great one. Um, it reminds me of, of, actually, I was having the conversation this morning with, with a, a buddy of mine, Joe, I ski here, I ski with here and, um, coach from time to time. And he was asking, you know, what, what's the, what's the optimum angle that you like to, to, you know, video angle that you like to, 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 to view when you're thinking about or wanting to, to see examples of, of ideal handle path, or I mean, his term was like handle path, ski path, core path, that, that whole idea, um, you know, and while overhead view, you know, overhead view is obviously incredible, but, but really I, I watch any angle, any angle, you know, I guess my point is you can, if you like through the right lens, you can really concentrate on any aspect of skiing and, 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 um, and, and pick up on, on whatever it is you're trying to, whatever it is you're trying to see, you can pick up on it, watching any skier, any angle and, and man, do it to death. There, there's, you know, the, the more, the more you see, the more, you know, the more you're gonna be able to emulate. Cause a, a lot of times it's, it's, um, it's, it's confusion about, about, you know, a certain aspect of, of, you know, skiing or body position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you can, you can even add on to that and, and pull up some of your home videos mm -hmm. that you took, you know, have a, have buddies, you know, pull up, pull up videos of that. Some buddies took from the boat one time last year and look at yourself and look at, then go watch, you know, some skiers. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I just, it, it blows my mind is how I can, I can watch skiers ski. If, if you and I are skiing together and I'm, I'm watching you from the boat, you know, like we're at a photo shoot and, and I just, I love being at photo shoots because I just get to see all these pros yeah. skiing and, um, and, and we're in a loose environment. So we're talking about what, what are your keys? What are you, what are you, you know, what, what makes you tick? You know, what are the, the highlights that, that help you to ski the most, the, the best, but like when, when I'm watching you ski and I'm going to go next, when I go out in the water, I might do a Trent pullout. 
you know, and it, and yeah. it, and it happens without me even thinking about it because I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. And then I just went and did it. And so, you know, like another, <laughs> another really funny, yeah, like that. it's crazy. Well, I mean, the, the one that really sticks out in my head as well is, uh, when, when I've skied with Marcus Brown, you know, I, I love the guy and, and I love, uh, the way he skis and the way he talks and, and, and we, we cross paths a lot with our, with our mentality of, of approach and, and of technique and, and, and we differ too. But when I watch him ski and I watch him ski, then when I go out and ski my next set, I feel like I'm skiing like Marcus Brown or <laughs> like Trent. That's wild. Like Trent or it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, Cause it happens to me about maybe six times a season. Well, well I'll have a, I'll have a heel side and onside turn and, and I'll be Oh, Will Asher, you know, like mm-hmm. there's something about, but when my, but when my handle elbow gets a little bit low and I have this, I, I know I have this, this really nice T with my upper body, meaning like free hand and inside hand are on the, on a really even plane. And I just like, Oh, Will. And I'm like six times a season versus, you know, <laughs> he does it three times as a, a pass, but it's, it's funny. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, I've watched him ski so much through, through our years together and, and watch so many tournaments and so many videos. And, and, and it is that, you know, mm-hmm. um, or I'll come back, you know, through an offside turn with no pause, no hesitation, no stop and go. And I'm like, Rossi, you know, and, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm only going to do that a handful of times a year, but it's funny. Like, um, yeah. So who, who do you, this is a, who do you like to watch? Um, and, and as it relates to which aspect of their skiing? Wow. Well, you know, when we were, you know, we've talked about in, in the last episode, we were talking about that, that gate, you know, that kind of gate pull out or the, you know, for the free skier, the left pull out and standing up and starting my rhythm and things like that. One of the ones that jumped in my mind and, and it's a little, uh, orthodox, I would say, uh, or unorthodox, I guess it's unorthodox. I don't know. Anyway, the point being, <laughs> you know, let, let, let's, let's not get into semantics here, but, uh, <laughs> is, um, is uh Aaron Larkin. Do you remember, mm. you know, like I haven't haven't seen him in a while uh on the pro tour, you know, he retired and um but he had a really unique approach to his gate. He was a lefty. Yeah. He really wanted to make sure that he could move in the forward direction. And yeah. so for him, he came up with a, you know, like what I would say was a slightly unorthodox uh yeah. gate pullout where he would really twist open before he ever started his move. You know, and then and then you can you can break mm-hmm. that down. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that that's the that's the gate that I a gate pull out. I want every lefty to have. But yeah. Like I just I, I'll catch it. I caught a video of him the other day on uh, on Instagram where he was at Moomba. And and I just like the first thing that jumped out to me was just, wow, I remember just I seeing his gate and going, that's I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's not about that. Yeah. So I don't have one person that I watch in general. I mean, you brought up Jamie Beauchene and, and, you know, he's one of my best friends and, uh, I was fortunate enough to ski probably more sets than any other pro with him. You know, we, we always started the season off together down in Florida and, you know, I just, uh, overall, I love the way that he processed and, um, he was, he is very, very much into visualization. And, and he, he would say like, if you can't, if you can't do it in your mind, you can't do it on the water. So yeah. I like to watch him. I mean, he did, he, there are some aspects of his skiing where uh, I think he was taking more load than he needed to, uh, whether that be that we hadn't, 
you know, we, we were formulating this plan, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in the early 2000s. So while we had all of these, uh, while we had all of these, I don't know, I want to call it old school, but we had these general things that people said you had to do. And, uh, for the first time in my life, I felt like I wasn't necessarily following the path of everyone else. And we, and we got to create, you know, we call, uh, Wade Williams termed it, uh, any style as in new England style, any style, um, <laughs> new school style is, was the general approach and, uh, West coast slalom falls right into a lot of what we talk about with the, you know, they key on a few things that, that we d- didn't necessarily, but I think in general, we were searching for the same thing. So it's really fun to watch things like that. But nowadays, you know, I find myself actually, I find myself watching, you know, your quintessential tour stop winners a lot, um, yeah. because I want to follow them and I want to see, you know, what all these aspects that, that are similar, you know, yeah, you got a Will Asher who turns a two, four, like a boss, but but he doesn't load his feet and he doesn't get all um, aggro with a hard turn that most people, when you turn that hard, then they, they try to take more, more with it, you know, or, so I like his dynamic way of turning aggressively, but also being light, you know, but then another thing that I really, really have enjoyed recently is watching a lot of these younger skiers that have basically grown up skiing the style of, yeah. of skiing that I was, that I was, I felt like I was part of, uh, developing. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the, the, the longer you do something, the longer it's going to take to undo something. So what's really fun to watch some of these young skiers, um, you know, go out there. I mean, watching Robert Pagosi, you know, you, you see some things that are just, he does things, he does some things that are just out of this world that, uh, don't come necessarily natural to me because I, I started with an old school style and then developed this idea of what I wanted to do. And, you know, when the crap hits the fan, you're mm-hmm. gonna, you're gonna revert back to, it's like a, uh, it's like caveman style. You know, you're going to go back to something that you knew that got you through it sometime in the yeah. past. And so to be able to watch some of these uh, younger skiers that have grown up their whole lives with only thinking about the efficient style of skiing that, that, uh, that we've been talking about over the years, it's really fun to see that, that when they hit their oh crap moment, it's not the old school load the rope, yeah. pull, fight the boat. I'm going to somehow pull the boat backwards to give myself more space at the next, you know, they're just completely efficient, completely calm and have 100% trust in, in these techniques that, uh, that have been developed. So I don't necessarily have a, have a one person that I watch. I kind of watch everybody yeah. and, uh, you know, try to go from there. How about you? No, kind of similar. Like, you know, um, I like, and I'll tell this to, this is like, I like to share this with, you know, people I'm coaching, watch everybody, you know, watch everybody and then try and like, I like to start, you know, like everything from the bottom. So watch, you know, pick, excuse me, six, five, six different skiers. Um, and then try and figure, okay, what's the tie that binds. Right. And that, that's, what's really helped me with my coaching is, you know, like Regina, Robert Pagosi, um, Freddie Winter, Cole McCormick, Elizabeth Montavon. So there's like, like that's just like, whoops, like scattershot. I mean, those on the surface that couldn't be more different. So Mm -hmm. then I like to start with, okay, what's, what's the tie that binds, right? These are like 
you know, there's a handful of the best skiers that have ever done it. So what's where, what's similar with all these people? And I start from the bottom, you know, so, okay. Structure, balance, stack, alignment there. Okay. That's, that's, that's their initial tie that binds. And then I'll start, you know, okay. What, how, what differs in the way they move? You know, why, um, you know, why does Regina move one way compared to Elizabeth Mondavon moving this way. And okay, like what might've caused that? Why would, you know, why is someone able to move forward more and, and someone has more of a static looking uh, load phase? Um, and, and I just think, you know, the more you watch, the more you absorb. And, and, and again, being really careful to watch it through a, a specific lens, like don't, you can get lost in the awe of it. Um but the more, you know, the more you, you absorb in that manner, the, the, the smarter you're going to get when it comes to your own skiing. What's important, you know? I watch, you know, you watch, you know, Robert Pagosi's gate setup, which is highly effective. But you're like, okay, but what's similar between his gate setup and Freddie Winter's gate setup? There's got to be something similar because they're both, they're both running 41. Mm-hmm. So find those similarities, you know, start, start broad and then you can, you know, you, you're going to find that the, that the, that the icing on the, on the top of this deal, um, which is also happens to be the low hanging fruit. It's the, it's the, <laughs> I'm kind of talking in offsets here, but, um, <clears throat> the stuff that stands out the most is obvious is, is often the stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, you know, look in the broader sense, what, what, why, how are these guys both achieving the same thing, seemingly looking so different, ignore the, ignore the flair and, and uh, just look at the base of, of, you know, how these, these skiers, you know, really, really set it, set it together. Like um, Cole McCormick versus um, I can't remember what the California D3 kid. I uh, can't remember his name, but anyway, like just, you know, they're just, they're, they're doing it in such different manners, but start, start looking at what's similar and what's, you know, and, and, and I think that's, and then try, you know, try applying those base similarities to your own skiing because you know the last thing you want to do is try and emulate someone's style right there's technique and there's style and technique is the is the base approach and style is the is the flair that's Whitney McClintock's freehand above her above her head or Terry Winter's freehand above his head versus Chris Parrish I put my hand in my pocket right like it doesn't matter you know that's that style technique is what's what's important um if you're going to apply other people's approach to your own skiing, because in the same way that, um, you know, it can positively rub off on your skiing, do not think for a second that, that, it, that it won't negatively apply to your skiing. Also, um, it's funny, you know, I, whenever I'm at a an example of that or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Because whenever I'm at a tournament, cause I'm a, I'm a senior, I'm a senior official. So, and I love doing it. So I'm always, I'm always judging. Um, if I, <laughs> if I, if I have a round coming up in the afternoon and I'm, and I'm bow judge in the morning, even at this stage in my skiing, you know, my skiing life, I'm not going to watch them. I, I'm going to watch their, their ski and watch where their ski is in relation to their buoy, you know, to make sure I'm, I'm doing a good job judging, but I'm not going to watch the skiing. Um, and that's not even to say I'm watching bad skiing, but I, I don't want that. That picture is going to rub off on me. And, and as a coach, you can probably attest to the same thing. I'm sure. Oh, I mean, that's like the number one. If you don't figure that rule out as a coach and as a coach slash skier, 
you're going to have a hard time because, um, because as soon as you get those visuals in your mind, then, then that's what you're seeing. And, and as a coach, that is exactly why I, I, I was forced basically, uh, to ski before I started coaching for the day. So yeah. I always skied at seven 30 to eight 30 in the morning. And then I'd have my clients meet me at nine. And then my day started because if I sit in the boat and watch a bunch of skiers, then I'm, I'm helping them to get better, but I'm also, their visual is in my mind and it, it doesn't really come out. So I think the, the, the best thing to do, like in relation to what you just said, I would say the reason why you're not watching those people is because you're going to go out and ski and you already have a visual in your head of what you want to do. Now, mm -hmm. if you have a group of three guys or, or three skiers together, not three guys, three skiers together, hopefully we're, we're diverse. Um, and you guys are in the boat. I, if I like the best skier to ski first, and that's just my, huh. that's just, that's cool. just how I work because yeah. I want, I want the people in the boat to be watching the best skier ski first and that they're getting a visual. The best skier isn't getting a visual that may, may get in their mind that may distract them from, from their skiing. So I just think most people go to the lake, they, uh, they go out and they ski and there's very, there's very little visual thought about it, but it is there. You can't, you know, a friend yeah, of mine, it imprints. Told, yeah. A friend of mine told me about like something he said to his children about the internet and the safety of the internet. And he was just saying, you can't unsee something. You know, once you've seen it, it's in your mind. So, um, you know, that refers to negative things that you could find on the internet. But the, the, but the point being, it's the same thing for skiing. If you're seeing people do it better than you do it, you're going to have something imprinted in your mind that you can build off of. And if you're seeing things that are, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, like, you know, com total common mistake is arms bent, hips back. Right. I mean, yeah. that is just such a, it's a, it's an ingrained safety mechanism that is actually, you know, detrimental to skiing. But if that's the first thing you see for the day and then you're skiing next, you're probably going to have some of that in your, in put into your skiing just because it, it's like, it's not even, you're not even aware that it's happening. So, why not spend a lot of time watching great skiers ski and imprinting that in your mind as yeah. to what they do versus, you know, not a having nothing in your mind and not, not having any visual or B, you know, having, having seen things that you don't necessarily, that aren't going to help your skiing. Yeah. You know, you know what, how, <clears throat> excuse me, how I like to combat that is, um, I, in, in my phone, on my, in my notes page, I'll have, um, and I update it only a couple times a season, but I'll, I'll have four or five words on a page. Um, and then, and then in my, in my, uh, in my favorites on my, on my videos in my phone, I'm going to have two or three passes earmarked, um, of my own skiing. And, and I'll just watch that. I'll just watch, just watch one pass where I felt like I, I was, I was, you know, running the right lines and, and moving the way I want to move. And then sometimes that'll, that can, you know, erase a, you know, three hours of, of boat judging, but it, it's, um, having, you know, video of other people, but have, you know, it, when you, uh, when you hit that pass and you have it on video, save it, you know, cause that can just sometimes just be a nice little reset for you. Um, if you have been, you know, um, absorbing some skiing, you know, and it's not, none of it, it's not even bad skiing versus good skiing, but it's just, you know, if you've been absorbing skiing that, 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 you know, exemplifies the way you, that you're not trying to move necessarily. Yep. Yep. And, and the other thing to remember is 
when you watch your own video, most people, well, I'll just take myself for instance. I mean, even passes that go on the internet that, um, that our listeners may watch of me and they say, wow, that's just unreal skiing. For me, I beat that up and because I'm always trying to become better. But so understand that when you see a video of yourself, you're not going to look like a pro most likely, you know, but, but you can find those strengths that you had. You can say, oh, I did a really good job here and there. So when you do find those good sets and, and, and if you do have it recorded, I love what you're saying and, and watch yourself and be honest. You don't watch yourself and go, God, I suck. You know, excuse my, excuse my French there, but you know, it's, it's that, that's not the point. Don't beat yourself up. Watch, watch what you did. Well, watch when you, when you skied well, what, what was different? You know, can you put yourself, when I see a pass, I can instantly put myself back to that day, you know? And yeah. then, and then I, then I can think about what, what was I doing before that set? Oh, I went for my run. I really had a calm day. I, you know, was feeling strong. I had taken a day off. I, I wasn't beat up, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden you can go back to that, that same kind of mentality and, and you can, you can actually learn from this stuff. I mean, I think ultimately what we're, what we're trying to get out of this episode is is it's, it's hinting towards game plan. And, you know, you, you, when you said you have those things in your notes to me, I call those my keys. So I like to have three keys that I'm, that I'm working on. And usually my three keys will last a lot of a season because you need to, you, those keys are, are keys that I make that are, are weak points in my skiing that I want to highlight. And, and it goes back to what I, what, what we talked about in the last episode, where you got to evaluate your set on how well you accomplish things, not necessarily in your buoy count. They may correlate. They may not. I might go out and ski and have an unreal opening pass. And then, you know, uh, maybe I didn't stay focused through my, through my harder passes and I, I didn't end up with the buoy count that I wanted, but I'm not going to focus on the fact that I didn't have a good buoy count there or, or, you know, for free skiers, I, you know, I had a good turn and then I had a bunch of crappy turns. I'm thinking about the one good turn that I had, and then I'm going to try to replicate that. And I want to have as many of those in a pass as in a pass as I can. And then as many of those in a set as I can, and I'm going to evaluate myself that way. And I think it's really important to, to have a game plan. So, you know, we talked about structure and then now we're adding in like, watch some great visuals so that you, you have the, you have your brain already knows what it wants to do now. Um, and then we need to formulate a game plan to, to be able to go out and, and, and achieve our goals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, this is something that's going to come up on numerous times this season because it's, it's really important to me. It, it's qualitative versus quantitative slalom skiing and, and, and trusting in the process and, and, and appreciating that qualitative eventually is going to lend itself to quantitative and it's going to lend to consistently, um, you know, skiing the, the quantitative scores you're wanting score versus feelings and lines. And, and, and that's, I think, you know, I, I found it, I found that mindset 15 years later than I wished or 10 years later than I, than I wished I would have, but it's, it's everything like every single set for me, even to be honest, even tournament rounds, I'm going with a, with a quantitative mindset. Like how, you know, am I doing it correctly? And cause it's again, trusting that it's going to, it's going to lead to higher scores in the end. Um, but that approach 
you know, and we're going to touch on this, you know, um, when we start coming up to tournament preparedness and stuff like that, but, but that approach, um, is going to give you more sets, more successful sets, if you will. Cause it's again, like it, your day to day, your week to week, it, it can't always be about score because that's that's going to leave you frustrated. It's going to leave you stale, and it's going to feel it's going to leave you feeling like you're spinning your wheels. There's a reason why a lot, like a a big population of of competitive skiers, a large percentage of that population, they run the same they run the same scores year after year after year after year because they they come in with a you know, a quantitative mindset. So um, <clears throat> that's going to be something, you know, we're going to touch back on that a whole bunch of season, but, but yes, back, back to, you know, reviewing your own video. I, I, I always recommend that, you know, or I stress to people the same thing I was just saying about when you're watching someone else's video, you've got to view your own video through the correct lens. Um, meaning don't look at the whole picture. Don't look at, at your two ball wheelie. Look at, you know, look at whatever aspect of your skiing you were hoping to look for. Like, like I said, when I would watch Jamie Boucher when I was a kid, I was looking for, wow, like that core handle relationship is so smooth and so strong and so long. And, and I would apply that to my own skiing. So watch your own videos like that. Okay. Today I was working on structure. How, how, what does my stack look like? You know, are, are my arms long and low? Am I, am I, is my body extended and full or am I, um, you know, or am I fighting inward and crouching? You know, you don't, you even the best, you know, you, you could, you could freeze frame even the best skiers in the world. And if you freeze frame, excuse me, freeze frame their pass at the wrong moment, they're, they're going to look, they're going to look rookie to you. You know, even the, even the best skiers, there, there's, there's a series of hiccups along the way. Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, going back to the tournament for, for those of you that are tournament skiers, the way I view a tournament is that's your test. Okay. So, so you, now you have to, you, you've done your practice, you're going to a tournament, you're going to go out there and you're going to do the best that you can do to, um, under pressure. Let's just say it that way. It's under pressure. So what I use, what I use a tournament for is to evaluate how well did I do my keys, not necessarily buoy count. Right. So I'll, I'll go out, I'll ski my tournament. I, I, I focus on my keys. And then at the end of the tournament, I evaluate how, how well did I stick with what I've been trying to do in practice versus mm -hmm. it all went out the window and I just went for total buoys. And, mm -hmm. and like you said, when you get caught up in buoys, you're going to get caught up into judging yourself the, in my opinion, the wrong way. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're really trying to evolve as a skier. And I, I, I mean, that's my goal for, for our listeners. I'm sure it's yours too, is to, is to understand that you're not defined by your total buoy count or, or how, you know, or how many, how many cuts you made on the lake, you know, in your yep. free ski set. It's not, that's not what a value is. That, that's not your evaluation. What it should be is how well did I do what I wanted to do while I was on the water. And then like, like you just said, when you're, when you're reviewing your video, it's not about that. Oh, I, I, I ran my personal best today. So I'm a champ, you know, well, maybe you ran your personal best. Why, why did I run my personal best today? Like, that's the kind of things that I want you to, I want you to be, be looking for, not necessarily like I just had a great day and I have no idea why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can even think, you know, think back to a couple of my, a couple of tournaments come to mind where you know, if I, if I just looked on paper, 
I'd be like, eh, you know, the scores were, they were good, not great. But some of those tournaments were where I was skiing the absolute best. You know, I go to like plus 35, the senior worlds and whatever year that was, 2018. I, you know, if I just looked at the score, I'd be like, eh, probably okay. A little disappointing though. But, but that, but not at all. I was like, that's the best I've ever skied. That's the best three rounds in a row I've ever skied in tournament in my entire life. And, you know, so they're, they're, you know, again, it's like not, not, not fooling anyone. It's going to come down to score in the end, but, but even your tournament, even when you reflect on your tournament, it it has to be, you know, one, how was I moving? And then to what, what was the, you know, what was the score in the end? Cause there's always going to be factors that are beyond your control. Right. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you're going to get stuck with a rope you don't like, or maybe you're skiing behind a, a brand of a boat that you're not particularly fond of. But if you are concentrating on your, you know, on your approach and, 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 and recognizing, you know, these, these, these qualitative factors to your skiing and, you know, that is, was I able to stay on the handle? You know, as a term people like to use, were they able to stay on the handle this weekend? Awesome. Great. Okay. Maybe I was, you know, getting a little anxious in the turn. So I didn't get the score I wanted, but, but there was my victory for this weekend or, or this practice set. Oh yeah. Well, I got a perfect example of, of, um, great skiing with a not great result. And, uh, one of the, one of my favorite passes that I've ever run in my entire life, uh, happened at a Charleston event. Uh, it was a pro tour event. And I, I was skiing really well going into it. I was extremely fired up. Uh, it was a cut event, so that wasn't a multiple round event. And um, so you, you either you, you put up or shut up, right? And um, I went out and I had the single best 32 off pass I've ever had. It was so, I had so much speed at my gate <laughs> that I was able to edge change early meaning I was, I was edge changing at center line. I rode a rode, I climbed up the line out to the turns. Every turn was connected. Every turn was tight rope. And all I could think of to myself is I'm running 41 today. It's on man. I have never felt this good <sighs> ripped the crap. I mean, I just, I mean, it was just an awesome pass. I get down, I whip out at the end of the lake. I even do a great pull out at the end of the lake, you know, like we talk about <laughs> sit in the water and I'm just like, it's on. And then the boat judge stands up and said, Chris, I'm sorry, but you missed your gates. <laughs> and obviously, obviously I go to this place where I'm like, I'm, I go instantly to upset and, um, um, my balloon was popped and I, 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 I mean, I actually raced right to the judge's tower. I paid my, at that time, I think it was 125 bucks to, uh, to, to request a review of my gates. And then I got to watch myself and it was, I got to watch the boat video, uh, of that and the gate shot videos. And I did actually miss my gates, but what was so incredible about that a i had to i had to pay 125 bucks to watch myself (laughs) miss my gates cool so that's the downside that's the downside but i literally had so much speed going into the first wake my ski was inside of the gate balls but when i did my perfect edge change and my ski actually went from my inside edge to my turning edge it it actually went outside of the right hand gate ball yeah yeah and so yeah i mean had i been you know, 
a millisecond later, I would have made those gates and, and that, that, that pass would have gone on. So my point being, I could tear myself up and never want to know about it or think about it again, because I missed my gates on my opener finished in the bottom, you know, 5% of the, of the field, because I got, uh, uh zero buoys. That's what my score was <laughs> zero. So I, I finished last, but you um, remember that pass, but I remember the past because I skied out of this world and yeah. there's not a day that goes by that. I don't want that same pass back again. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I don't put a lot of emphasis on, um, making my gates, uh, especially early in the year, because I want the process to go right. But anyway, yeah. just a quick story, but I mean, it happens to all of us, but the focus needs to really, you know, you got to find, find those things, watch the video, Really, you know, try to put your game plan together. If you if you're seeing it in your head, if you go out in the water for the first few times and you don't have a game plan, and I call that being, you know, it's kind of like blacked out. Like you don't, you're just out there just doing. I I we've talked about this, we beat this up. I do not like going that route. I want to have a game plan. And so in order to have this game plan, I think you gotta have a good visual uh yep. as your base before you can even make that game plan. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So and that's just it. Like, don't, you know, watch. What I mean, the day you're going to ski, watch video, you know, start, start getting a collection of videos that, that kind of resonate with you, you know, your own skiing, other people skiing, and just, and again, just be mindful that you are watching this stuff through the appropriate lens. You're not trying to copy anyone. You're trying to just recognize, um, key core fundamentals that, that resonate with you. Um, and then just then let it apply to your own skiing. Cause again, you're, you know, you watch the top, you know, 10, men and women in the world and none of them look the same. So, so don't, you know, you don't, you in the same, in that same light, you're not trying to look like them either, but you, you want to pick up on the, on, on the, on, on what unifies them as, as, as amazing athletes and, and then let that, you know, let those techniques apply to your own skiing. But yes, it's, it's incredibly powerful. You know, what you see, you know, it imprints in your brain and you are going to be able to, you're going to have a better chance of, of replicating it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, one last quick thought. I was, I was actually thinking of, uh, I was visualizing Casey Wilson ski, uh, just, just cause that guy rides the line so well Oof. and he's so yep. calm all the time. I mean, it goes right with his demeanor, <laughs> but so I mean, it's, again, it's like it, watching him ski is like having a conversation with him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, just, just search the internet, find people you like. It doesn't have to be pros necessarily because people that ski well, they, they have these same, these same, uh, base fundamentals. So get that good picture and, uh, make sure you get that imprinted in your mind. 